All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Four Things. I'm Amy, and my guest today is New York Times bestselling author Shauna Nequist. And you may know her from her amazing books like Cold Tangerines, Bittersweet, Bread and Wine, Savor, Present Over Perfect, and then her latest book, I Guess I Haven't Learned That Yet, which comes out next Tuesday, April 12th. Hey, Shauna. Hey, how are you? I'm doing so well. I am smiling ear to ear, completely giddy that the day is finally here, and I get to sit down and interview you, but also that I get to surprise my sister with you. This is the sweetest. I I, I think you're like a wonderful sister for doing this. I love it. Well, I appreciate you being a part of it, and now... My sister is your biggest fan. Again, I think I told you before we started recording, she's cool though. Like she's low-key super fan. She's (laughs) read all of your books. She loves everything you say. So before we talk about your book, I would love to, like I said, surprise my sister with you. And I'm kind of tricking her. She thinks that she's been asked to quickly say why she loves you and that your PR team is going to be putting together this whole vignette of different people that admire and adore you and that she's just going to be one of many. And so 
I'm going to ask you to click off the video camera and I'm going to bring my sister in and she's going to give her pitch and you'll be listening. And then whenever I say, okay, let me check with her PR team to make sure that your little spiel was good. Then Shauna, you can surprise her on the video camera. Are you down? I'm totally ready. I'm excited. And I'm admitting my sister in three, two, one. Listen, let me just tell you, everybody, Amy should have told me this a little more heads up because I told her, I was like, if I could talk 30 minutes about Shauna, that would be easier than just giving one minute, but I'll do my best. (laughs) So I was first introduced to Shauna when my husband and I were going through this really tough season and he was at a bookstore and there was a display in the middle of the bookstore of her book, Bittersweet. I think it must've just been released. So it was, it was on display and he kind of read the captions of it. And there was a big piece of, or it was a beautiful piece of chocolate cake on the front. And he was like, dang, I think Christy might really like this book. And I wasn't a huge reader then, but I would say he brought it home and I literally read the first two paragraphs of that book and it met me. I I had tears running down my eyes. Her words have just met me exactly where I was. Almost every book she's ever released. And so that particular one really just encouraged me. And I felt like she was coming alongside me and, and helping me realize that life is about the bitter parts and the sweet parts. And all of those are what come together to make a good story. And so since then, I've gone on to read her book before and her many books since. And I just think she has this way of writing that just puts words to exact ways I'm feeling. And on top of that, she has this uncanny way to just really make you feel like you're sitting right beside her in a restaurant or at her dining table when she describes and brings you into this place of what she's eating. And and you just feel like you're exactly right there. And I just love the way she just meets you in a place where you don't feel alone. And I am so thankful for Shauna's writing and how she invites us into her life so that we may be more aware of the potential in our own. Awesome. That's a long elevator ride, but... (laughs) I know. That's why I needed 30 minutes. (laughs) I left out like 20 things. (laughs) Okay. Well, let me just get with her PR team and then we'll see if they're listening. So everybody, was that good? Are we approved to move on? What do we think? Hey, Christy. Shut up! (laughs) Um, That was amazing. That was incredible. That was like the most beautiful thing anybody's <laughs> said to me in my whole life. Thank you. No, I doubt that. I doubt that. Amy Brown, I'm going to hurt you. Your sister was dying listening to you say all of that. She has been so excited about this. Oh my gosh. Amy, are you lying about this whole thing? Did you set me up with this? Yeah. So there's no PR team. There's no vignette. There's no... <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank the Lord. So I have a little bit more time and we can talk. We're going to be talking about, I guess I haven't learned that yet. So yes, if there is something like you mentioned, what stood out to you in the book already with the blender and yes, it's so true with like how she can invite you in and we don't feel alone. And you and I are super big on that in most everything we, we try to do, whether if it's, you know, on a public platform or personally with friends and I thought maybe before you go, if you have any other comments about the book, but also you could tell Shauna the bread and wine situation after mom died. Oh my gosh. 
Like, I'm so thankful Ben saw your book at the bookstore that day. And I guess your book must have come out in 2010. And I was not a reader at all. And it literally just met me exactly where I was. And I knew that I had found an author that made me want to read. Oh my gosh. But back to the bread and wine thing, our mom, gosh, what year would that have been, Amy? 2013, probably. And she was at a hospital in Houston, MD Anderson. And Amy and I would kind of take turns going with her to the hospital. And so I took her this particular time. It was just me and mom and we were in the chemo room and I was reading this book. And my mom wasn't a big reader, but I had left the room to go to the restroom or something. And I just set my book down and I came back in and she had obviously picked it up and was just thumbing through it. And she landed on the chapter in here where you talk about your mom. The title of that chapter is what my mother taught me. And so she landed on that chapter and she was reading through it, you know, and um, I came back in the room and she was kind of crying. <laughs> so it's emotional to think back to it, but she was, she was teary eyed and, and she was reading about your mom and she was obviously comparing herself <laughs> a little bit. And we all know comparison is a thief to joy. And so at the moment she was just like, gosh, you know, she felt like she was here hooked up to all this stuff. And honestly, her body was wasting away from cancer. And she thought, gosh, have I done enough? What have I done? You know, type of stuff. And so, you know, obviously we had a a conversation regarding that and, and life kind of went on and fast forward a year or so and, and her body did finally, you know, got too weak to receive more treatments and she passed away um, in my house. And the very next day, it was so crazy. There was a basket that arrived on my porch and two bottles of wine and two loaves of bread. And inside was this note and it's from you. And this is your paper. Because <laughs> first I was like, it's my handwriting for sure. Yeah. Someone forged this. This is not a funny joke, but I follow you on Instagram and you posted something shortly after with something else written on paper, just like this. I don't know if you remember this, <laughs> but you did. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is her paper. And that is her writing. But to this day, I don't know where it came from. It just, it was folded like this. And it says Christy with a heart. And then it said, sending love and hugs and prayers to you, Christy with love, Shauna. Anyway, I just stuck it in this book because it came with wine and bread. And I'm sure... Someone I know saw you somewhere and asked you to write it or something, but no one's claimed it. And I also just took it as a memory as this. And as I know my mom's story since, it all kind of came together for me that mom's life did matter and she did do big things and that she was living on in Amy and I. And on since that, there has been beautiful things that have come from her death, but because of her life. <laughs> And so anyway, that was just a really cool story that I've never solved the mystery of it. <laughs> well, and weirdly, like I would say I have a pretty good memory. I have no memory of this, none. <laughs> and I don't remember that paper, but it's definitely that is hundred percent my handwriting, but it does make me wonder like if we have a mutual friend or somebody 
And when I was with them, they said, Hey, can you write this little note? But I usually remember stuff like this is the, I guess the mystery is just going to stay alive. I'm okay with it. And um, Amy said, you have something really big happening. Is it this weekend? Yeah. It's called Building Roots, this show, which I've constantly been in denial that we did and that it's actually a thing is coming out. That's amazing. And it's going to be on Sunday nights and eight weeks in a row. Congratulations. This is going to be so well-timed and people are just going to be so drawn to what you all are doing and what you're talking about and what you're inviting them into. That feels so like really wise and necessary for right where we are. I'm so excited. I'm going to watch it. Well, that's so kind of you to say. We have felt a little bit like, why is this happening? And what are we doing? And wise enough and all the things to even have this going on. But we're just doing it one day at a time. So what an adventure. Congratulations. I'm thrilled for you. So nice to meet you, Shauna. Great to meet you too. Thank you so much. Thank you, Shauna. Oh my goodness. That was so sweet. Yeah. And it's worth noting too. Like there was two times, one time when she picked up the bread and wine and was reading about like, have I done anything for y'all? And then another time just about treatment and finances and like scary stuff that you shouldn't have to worry about when you're (laughs) trying to survive, you know, just piggybacking off of what my sister said about your words and being an impactful author and allowing people to not feel alone, but then reflect within themselves. How am I showing up in this way? So your your latest book, which does come out next week, and you know, Christy mentioned the title, I mentioned it earlier, but I guess I haven't learned that yet, which was originally a family mantra. So I would love for you to just speak to the title and and why you wrote a whole book about this theme. Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th, so make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, This just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us 
So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365-day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. You know, we were in the middle of certainly the biggest set of changes we had ever faced as a family. And that was right before a global pandemic when we all had to ch- face all of these changes as a country and as a as a global community. So we left our church, left our hometown, left a bunch of relationships, left our life with our extended family, moved from the suburbs of the Midwest to Manhattan, totally different lifestyle, totally different friends, totally different way of gathering with our church community. And we were so overwhelmed. We were excited about it. There are a lot, I mean, with any major move, there's a lot to be excited about. There's also a lot to grieve. There's also right in the middle of it, You just have to get used to everything being new. And I was noticing with our kids, their questions were changing from like, how do I do this? And how do I do this? And how do I do this? To like, 
Am I not getting the hang of things? Am I falling behind? Am I failing? Am I dumb? And it was those, that second set of conversations that made me realize like, hold on, we need to really talk about this in a new way. And so we started a whole conversation as a family about what it means to be a beginner again, what it means to be a learner, what it means to be curious, to have more questions than answers. And so that phrase, I guess I haven't learned that yet, just became sort of a way of embracing what it means to be curious and to be a question asker and a learner. And it, I think, provided us all a little freedom. We could relax into the learning position as opposed to having to get everything right the first time. It gave us a lot of space and grace and freedom. So you mentioned curiosity, but I know that you know, this way of thinking required four things, which curiosity being one of them, um, compassion, self-compassion, and also courage. So I thought you could maybe speak to each of those four things as to why they're an important tool if you're trying to adopt this way of thinking. And I just want to thank you for even just this phrase ever since I got the book in the mail and had started reading it and just had the title in front of my face, I have two adopted children from Haiti. And they arrived here at ages seven and 10. And so I used to kind of say, oh, they're kind of behind. And now I like to say, oh, well, they just haven't learned that yet because they got to America. My daughter learned English at 10 and now she's 14. And, you know, there's still certain things where that are tricky, but it's like, oh, yeah, she didn't learn that in first grade, like some of these other kids. And so it's just reframing that for them and how I speak about where they are has been huge. And, you know, you putting that as a title of a book has helped me reframe that for myself when I speak of them, certain things involving me, but then also more importantly, just I think it's important for them to reframe it that way. It's funny that you mentioned how you speak about someone in this context. Just yesterday, I had a conversation with Henry, he's 15, and there was a friend of his who was handling a situation in a way that I think objectively, we would all say not the right way to handle it, but we adore this kid. He's like, you know, we just love him. He's so great. But, but when we said, you know what, I don't think he has learned how to talk about this in sort of an empathetic or compassionate way yet. Um, I think he has some learning to do on this topic and how to talk about this particular tricky thing. So instead of saying like, that kid stinks or he's wrong, we're giving him a lot of esteem and a, po- and a lot of possibility that he still can learn as opposed to judging where he is now. And so I think that's when you're asking about compassion and self-compassion, that's what I'm talking about, that idea of looking at yourself and also everyone else as people who don't already have to have it all together. And we like to think that we can be really, really compassionate people and also be extremely cruel to our own selves. And it just doesn't work. If you speak to yourself with violence and cruelty and shame, it bleeds out into every relationship in your life at a certain point. What you feed yourself is what you feed other people. And so if you want to be a parent or a friend or a neighbor of deep compassion and empathy, you have to start with the way you talk to the person in the mirror. And I realize that that's something I've done really badly throughout my life. I've wanted to be really kind and really loving to the people in my life. But the things I say to my own self, I would never say to someone else. And so I had to learn to sort of start with the inside relationship with that primary relationship to myself in order to get a deeper sense of empathy and compassion for everyone else. 
I think I've seen the way I can rewire my brain with that type of internal dialogue. I'm in recovery from an eating disorder and I thought for so many years that just was what I was going to be stuck with and I was just going to have this miserable life of shame and secrecy and I'm the only person that is thinking these thoughts and that was what was playing in my head. So of course I was living it out. It was like a self-fulfilling prophecy thing happening. And so once I learned that I could rewire and I spent many of times over and over changing that channel and switching to the next. And now over two years into recovery, I can actually speak to that truth of like, it is totally possible. And there is that hope. And for some people, it might not be food or body image related or anything like that. It might be another story of a lie that they have been told or they've told themselves. And so I am such a big fan of that. And people knowing there is hope you can rewire your brain. It's fascinating. And I think what you're talking about there is sort of all, I mean, even just that glimpse is self-compassion, curiosity, and courage all happening at the same time, right? You're being tender with where you are right now, right? Instead of shaming yourself for being where you are, where you are, you say, this is just exactly where I am right now. And I've come as far as I can right now. And then the curiosity says like, I need help. I need extra. I need outside wisdom. I need new practices. I need to do something new to apply, you know, the same answers and solutions haven't worked. And I need a, a new set of questions. You know, courage in a lot of ways is nothing more than the willingness to believe we can change, right? We can change. Tomorrow doesn't have to be exactly the same as today. I can do one little thing today to move myself a little further. Is there a time in your life where you didn't feel like you really had the permission to evolve? I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to stay in some situations that now that I look back on them, they weren't working. The the expiration date on that way of living or that community or that set of things had passed, but I'm a, I'm a real loyal person. I'm a hanger honor. And so I pushed myself and kept myself in some situations that I should have walked away from a lot sooner. When you said expiration date, my jaw dropped because my sister was just sharing with me something not too long ago about how things expire and that's okay. I'm a big, I want to hear things. I like all the signs like, oh, I pick up on that. I want to, I like that. So hearing that, especially from you, who I see as someone with a, a lot of wisdom that I respect, you know, giving me that, I'm thankful. I don't think I really believe this, but I certainly lived as though I did, but every good thing in our lives, I, if it was good, I expected it to be a part of my life forever. This is what we're doing forever. <laughs> this is where I'm going to live forever. This is how my work life is going to work forever. This is how my family is going to work forever. These are the friends that I'm going to have till the end of my life. And I'm learning now things can be wonderful and temporary or not everything's temporary. Something's it's like a really long temporary. It's like two decades, but not everything shows its goodness by never ending. A lot of good things come to an end and that's okay. I'm saying that in a really awkward way, but one of the things I keep thinking about, you know, I'm looking out my window because I'm looking at the chapel. We live on an Episcopal seminary and you get to like literally live out the church calendar and the holidays and the seasons and the traditions. And, you know, we're approaching Easter. And one of the most important parts about Easter, something has to die before something can be brought to life, like, right? Or even if you just think about springtime, winter had to happen before springtime could happen. So whatever it is in your life, 
that you're holding on to, even though it's already expired, you have to let it go in order to make space for new life, for resurrection, for springtime. Right. So a lot of us are guilty of doing that whole last minute shopping thing when it comes to holidays, like Mother's Day. You might be in that position right now, and that makes it challenging to find a great gift for mom. But don't worry, Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. So whether the mom in your life is a fashionista or maybe even a photographer or a fanatic about yoga, Macy's Gift Finder has got so many great gift ideas to make her feel special. Now, Mother's Day is May 12th. So make sure you make note of that. Don't have much time. That's okay. Macy's has got you covered. And you can shop by price, $25 and under or $100 and under. You can shop by category, fragrances, handbags, and more. Or they've got gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, or gifts for grandma. Top gifts include Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid camera. That would be so awesome to receive. Or my personal favorite, man, I would love to get this as a gift, Samsung Smart TV, The Frame. Go to Macy's.com slash gift finder. Again, it's pretty easy. Just head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas anytime I wear them or I get a new pair. They feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. A friend was over for dinner the other day and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions. And this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? 
And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut scented Clorox Sentiva is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. I earmarked in chapter 22, which is titled, Put Yourself in the Path. You're describing you, how you are. And I'm like, this, this is who I want to be. I want to have delight in the little things. Like I am coming out of a very difficult season. You know, my sister shared that we lost our mom. Well, this time last year, we lost our dad. And it happened at a time when like a couple of other really awful things were happening. It was almost like some of my friends to me were like, is this a, is this your life real right now? Is this a joke? Because this is not funny. Just to paint a picture, there was a day that things got so bad that fully clothed, I walked out into my backyard and just stepped into my pool and submerged myself to the bottom and oh. bobbed my way up to the top. And I honestly felt better. Mm-hmm. My therapist later, later explained to me that, you know, my my body was trying to take care of me. And it's crazy that I went and did that subconsciously, not even really thinking about it. I just walked out there. I mean, my kids were like, what just happened? Mom just walked into the pool with all of her clothes on. And you see these studies of like, oh, if you need to reset, then like dip your head in a bowl of ice water. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I did that. But all this to say, I am very excited that I have come out of that season of just ickiness. I had a lot of opportunity for growth. I got curious. I faced a lot of things. I did the hard work and I'm now climbing out onto the other side and it's exciting. Like I look around and I wasn't the person that sees like the pretty flowers budding on the tree. And like now we drive by and I'm that person that is like, oh my goodness, look at the buds on that tree. (laughs) So I am going to read what you wrote that I was like, yes, this is where I am. This is what it's all about. And here we go. So one of my goals is to be a person who is easily delighted, who can find great cause for celebration in a fig or a familiar face. If you need fireworks and perfection in order to crack a smile, you're going to be disappointed over and over when life fails to be spectacular on command. I want to live with an extremely low bar for delight. It takes almost nothing at all. A good song, a right piece of fruit, a perfectly packed tote. You are allowed to love tiny, daily, ordinary moments in your life. You are allowed to feel wild joy for the simplest and smallest of reasons. 
you are allowed to be unreasonably delighted by spicy pickles or a perfect apple or a joke your teen tells you. I mean, and then you go on and on. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. I want to live with an extremely low bar for delight. And I know in your last chapter, you talk about your tattoos. Like I'm about to tattoo... I want to live an extremely low bar for delight on my body. Well, I mean, I love this whole concept so much. And I'm going to do something. If my publicist was on the line right now, she would be like, I hate it when you do this. Um, Sometimes I recommend other people's books when I'm supposed to be talking about mine. And I'm I'm going to do that right now. If this topic really matters to you, which it does to me, like I'm crazy about it. Get a book called The Book of Delights by Ross Gay. He's an incredible poet and he lives part-time in Indiana and part-time in New York City. And instead of writing a volume of poetry for this project, for whatever reason, he wrote what he called essentially like an essayette, a tiny little essay, sometimes just one paragraph or like three sentences, one for every day of the year for something that brings him delight. And what's amazing about it, it's two different things. You read his descriptions of the date, like, you know, one day it's like he's in the city and he describes it, the cobblestones and the coffee shop. And then he sees a little girl who has like the most perfect ponytail he's ever seen. And she's like bopping across the street and you see her ponytail, like wagging behind her. And that's his moment of delight for that day. So it's, and he's, you know, he's a poet. So it's like way better than, you know, our normal moments of delight. But the other thing is the more you read his words or the more you practice, the more you have those moments yourself. And so like, Sometimes when I'm really just at the end of my rope and I cannot, like, I'm I'm really trying to put myself in the path of delight. I'll take myself out for a walk and I'll say, you can't come home until you have seen three things that delight you. And once you're looking for them, they're everywhere, but you have to put yourself in the path of it. You have to train your eyes and your spirit to be like on a hunt for goodness and joy all the time. And if you train your eyes and your heart for it, you'll start seeing it everywhere. And I mean, the true is of the opposite. Absolutely. Yes. So if you believe that to be true, just know when you're on the negative train, you're adding fuel to that particular fire. And again, that's probably why you titled it chapter 22, put yourself in the path. Well, and I, you know, for a long time, I was a person or just when I'm in a, an easy season of life, delight comes really easily, right? Like for all of us or happiness or joy or optimism. But then sometimes when you're in seasons, you know, like the one that you described, like a couple of the seasons I've been through and that we've all been through, you wake up and you're like empty gas tank, no delight here. I see nothing but darkness. And I realized sometimes it doesn't come find you. You have to go find it. And that's that phrase, put yourself in the path of it. Um, Live your life in such a way that creativity and beauty and hope and love and connection, that you're going out and opening yourself to the possibility of those things coming to get you, as opposed to like, I don't know, maybe they'll show up, maybe they won't. And I feel like with this thinking and even you talking about the the curiosity piece, I feel as though when I'm opening up to that, I'm more playful and childlike and it's helped my relationship with my kids too. And I catch myself acting and saying and doing things that like, I'm like, I don't even know why I just said that or how that happened or why I even thought of that, but I'm tapping into something and I can see it happening. And our kids notice, right? Like a lot of times our kids track with my 
kind of either ability to play and be silly or my, like my total unwillingness, they sometimes pick up on that reality and reflect it back to me more than I do. Like I notice how much joy it brings them when I'm able to be silly with them, when I'm able to laugh, when I'm able to play, it reminds me like, oh, this is an important gift I want to give them way more often than I do. Uh, I love that. So something that we do here on the podcast is uh, we practice gratitude. That's one way that we try to make sure that we're in the path. And it's not to say to and I know you're not saying this either, but just for for some listeners that might be new to this thinking is like, it doesn't mean you don't acknowledge other things that are happening around you and you're not numbing anything or pushing anything down and trying to cover up or mask other things that might be going on. But it's also like, too, I've been through enough crap to know that and I, I mean, I had, we adopted, I had infertility stuff. I've, I've been through certain things to where if I'm just patient too, I want to sit in that and feel those certain things. But I know on the other side, there's some good stuff for me. I, I think that's absolutely true. I also, in my experience, when you're in those really hard seasons, there's no danger of forgetting them. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like you're going to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I totally forgot. I'm in the middle of a heartbreaking infertility journey, which is my experience as well. Those kinds of seasons, your pain is right here all the time. There's no danger that you, you don't have to put yourself in the path of that. It's in the forefront of your mind and your heart all the time. What I'm encouraging is add something else to your line of vision as well, right? It doesn't take away the pain. You're not ignoring it. You're not running away from it. You're just saying the pain can coexist alongside a little bit of delight and play. And that doesn't dishonor the pain at all. It just makes the whole of your life a little lighter during the painful seasons. And I'm 40 years old. And so it's so fitting. Again, the title of your book, I'm sure so many people are like, oh, that's so genius. I guess I haven't learned that yet because there's so much growing I did in this last year. Actually, I just turned 41. Did I say I'm 40? Literally turned 41 two weeks ago. But in my 40th year of life is when I grew the most, I think that I've ever grown. And it's like, I had to be willing to know that like, oh, okay. I think you you, you and your husband even joke about the fact that like by the, when y'all were younger, you thought, oh, when we're 40, we're gonna have it all figured out. Like we're going to know everything. And then now that we're here, it's comical because like, we don't know. Oh, it's like a hilarious joke that we even thought that. Yeah. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. And so I too just want to, you know, be that, that reminder, encouragement that if some of this stuff or like you pick up this book, obviously Shauna does an amazing job of like, you are not alone. Like here I am. I'm still learning things. There's obviously this doesn't stop here. You wrote this book, but now, you know, through the rest of your life, you're going to live with this courage, curiosity, compassion, self-compassion. I love those four things so much. And speaking of the four things, gratitude that I mentioned earlier, I would love for you to share four things that you're currently thankful for, big or small. It's just kind of a way for us to have a little sneak peek into your life and what it looks like right now. It could be from something, like I said, big or like your favorite drink of the day. Yeah. Well, it's okay. So for whatever reason, where my mind went when I was getting ready for this, um, I think because, so, you know, uh, when a book comes out, 
your life gets very, it's like, it's an amazing, it's an amazing season. I'm super grateful. Also, your life gets very like, all you do is interviews or all you do is email or like your life has to, for a couple of weeks, just get really, um, you work a lot, I guess. And you're in the same place a lot. And you're, you're not getting to do a lot of the other stuff you do in normal life. You're sort of pretty like locked into your desk. Okay. And so the four things that I thought of are experiences that I've had in the last couple of weeks that have been like really just amazing little adventures or experiences outside of like my little desk world that I live in. So a couple of weeks ago, I had just been telling someone about how much I love walking the Brooklyn Bridge in New York. And it's like totally a touristy thing to do, but it's also just really beautiful. And it's not that long. And so my husband and I, I had had a day where I was recording interviews all day long and we got halfway through the day. I was like, Hey, when I get done, let's put on our running shoes and let's take the subway to the far side of the Brooklyn Bridge and let's walk home together. And we did. And it was just this great, like really fun to be outside a really beautiful day. We were there right at sunset. You know, there's like people getting married and everybody's doing like photo shoots with selfie sticks. And we're like weaving through all the people, but it was just a great moment of like being with him and being reminded of why we love the city and how beautiful it was. So that that's my first one. Um, my second one is, um, and I am actually going to get to do it in just a minute here, but this is one of my favorite things that happens. So my window faces the courtyard where we live. We're on the third floor. And when my younger son, Mac gets home from school, he comes around the corner and he stands in the courtyard and he waits for me to notice him. And I wave at him down from my window and he dances. He'll do like a dance move. And then I have to do the dance move. And then he does one and I do one. And we like dance back and forth at each other for like, you know, 30 seconds. And then he comes up and I just think like all my life, wherever life takes us, I will remember dancing back and forth through the window with him when he was 10 years old. I also believe, especially in like intense seasons, how healing laughter is. And my older son, Henry has been sick recently, not like COVID sick, not serious sick, just like lay on the couch, has a cold kind of miserable sick. And we put on a comedy special and we were like snuggled up and holding hands and also just cried laughing. And it was such a good reminder of like how medicinal laughter is. So we just like cracked ourselves up. Um, and he had a certain point, he was like, are you okay? I was like, maybe not. Like I might, I might be dying from laughing. Um, and then the last one is three of my girlfriends right at the last minute this weekend said, we are taking you away to the beach. And this is what time we're leaving. And this is when we're getting back. And like, you don't get to decide the answer is yes. And I was like, well, of course the answer is yes. But we had a really low key weekend. And the only thing we did over and over was walk on the beach. And it was, you know, it's early April and still pretty cool here. And so we like bundled up and everything, but the water is just my favorite place. And so getting to be on the water and the first day we were there was like the enormous waves and big wind and everything. It was like that really dramatic kind of dark winter beach. And so those four moments in the last couple of weeks feel like, like I'm holding them in my heart as like moments I'm really grateful for. Oh, I might have to adopt the dance situation with my son. And then, you know, you mentioned just taking that time with your husband. First of all, you're living out my dream. I want to move to New York, like in my forties or fifties, I'll take it. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. I don't know what that'll look like, why, or maybe it won't be full-time. Maybe it'll be some, but I mean, whenever I go there for work, I thrive. You know, some people are like, eh, any of my friends that have lived there, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you live there, you're going to hate it. And I'm like, why are you telling me what I'm going to hate? Oh, I think it's the opposite. Actually. I think like when you come and visit you, you don't have a house, you don't have a kitchen, you don't have a routine, you don't have a neighborhood, you know, like it's easy to get overwhelmed. But I always tell people like, number one, we don't live in a hotel. We don't live in times square. Sometimes we just like stay in and make normal food. 
I affirm your dream and recommend it entirely. It has been the most fun for us. We wake up happy to live in this city every single day. Well, you know, all I needed was your affirmation. (laughs) That's all I needed. But it made me think of like, I've had to pull back from some things and that like that's, it just makes me think of your book present over perfect. And uh, even your conversation with your super soul conversation with Oprah on that. It's just a great reminder for me. And now that was a few years ago, but still I'm thankful that you opened up and shared about shifting in that that perspective of the hustle culture and how so many of us are there and it's hard, but like we were talking about earlier, some things expire and that's okay. And we have to be able to know what what do we need to say yes to and what is it totally okay and acceptable for us to say no to without any guilt or anything associated with that. So thank you for sharing four things that you're thankful for. And before I let you go, just really quickly, I promised a listener who's a fan that I would read her note to you. I'm just going to read it. And then and she even ends with a quote from you. So we're getting all kind of Shauna wisdom, but this is from Blakely and she's a second grade teacher from North Carolina. She said, hey, Amy, I heard you were having Shauna Nequist on the podcast. I just had to email because she's my favorite author ever since my friend mailed me her book, Cold Tangerines, back in 2014. With you and Shauna both being my favorites, I absolutely freaked out about the idea of this episode, so I just had to shoot my shot with this email. A few weeks ago, Shauna posted something about people being mean on social media and said something along the lines of, if you were going to say something rude this week, could you just not? It broke my heart a little at the thought that anyone could say anything mean to such a sweet, well-meaning person. And I tried to send her a reply in response to the post. It said she didn't accept messages from just anyone, LOL, probably because people are being so rude right now. I know you were trying to surprise your sister, Christy, but maybe after that, you could tell Shauna that there are people out there who love her books and have read Cold Tangerines and Bittersweet an embarrassing amount of times. My birthday is April 24th, and I told my husband that pretty much all I want is, I guess I haven't learned that yet. I know it's going to be so amazing and inspiring, just like the other books. I could fangirl about Shauna for several more paragraphs, but I'll end here and leave my favorite quote from Bittersweet. Everybody has a home team. It's the people you call when you get a flat tire or something terrible happens. It's the people who near and far know everything that's wrong with you and love you anyway. The home team people are the ones you can text with five minutes notice saying, I'm on my way and I'm bringing tacos. Love, Blakely. Oh my goodness. So she's list, she's going to be listening to this because I said, oh, you bet. I'll, I'm going to read this because, hey, it's your birthday and her husband, he best get her. I guess I haven't learned that yet for her birthday. Oh, thank you so much for that. And happy birthday, Blakely. Oh, you just, I mean, between you and Christy and Amy, you guys have just made my day. Thank you so much. Before we go real quick, I want to mention Mother's Day because that is next month coming up. So if you have a mom in your life that you need to shop for, maybe consider Shauna's book. I guess I haven't learned that yet. And then Shauna, I can't help but think that you've got four things that are required uh, for this new way of thinking that we talked about, which is you know, curiosity, compassion, self-compassion, courage. And those four things would look so cute on our customized four things totes. So I'm going to be making a tote with those four things on it and I'll be sending it to you, Shauna. And then if any of you out there listening, you have a mom that you're trying to shop for and you also want to give your mom a gift that gives back 
well, a four things tote will do that or our gratitude journals or our star necklaces, or we have customized gray pullovers. You can really put any four things that you want on there. And they can be found at shopespoir.com, E-S-P-W-A. And Espoir means hope in Haitian Creole. And we are supporting uh, Project MetaShare's maternity centers this Mother's Day. So as you think of gifts for your mom, maybe you could even get her a tote and fill it with a book and some snacks or maybe some bread and some wine, like the, the gift basket that my sister got. But just shop with purpose. Shop with intention this Mother's Day. Make sure you get your mom something that is thoughtful and special and intentional and something that she'll really love. And whether it's a book or, you know, something from a spa, like those types of things, they're the gifts that keep on giving because books are full of knowledge and wisdom and stories and people not feeling alone. And and then other gifts like from a spa, they are gifts that are giving back to life-saving work in rural parts of Haiti. So just want to encourage you to, you know, think about Mother's Day, think of your mom and make sure you get her something special this Mother's Day. And Shauna, just a big thank you to you. You are just as amazing as I thought you were going to be. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And just quickly, if you go into the podcast show notes, I will have a link to Shauna's book and then also a link to Shop Espoir as well if you are uh, looking to support Haiti for your Mother's Day shopping. This has been a delight. Thank you for doing this. What a fun conversation. No problem. I'll call you when I move to New York. Absolutely do. I'll give you a, a list of restaurants one mile long. Okay, perfect. Can't wait. All right. Thank you, Shauna. Thank you. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, well, just go to tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. 
and we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. 